We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil. That's Tyler. Welcome into the show. Howdy, howdy. Good to see you. You know, Thursday afternoon. Good quick, to see you, brother. Quick turnaround after a uh, Tuesday show, which was, was my fault. Wasn't fault, just Tuesday show. Yeah, it, it worked out great. It did. We're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. How are we doing, sir? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Been a, been a full day. Been a, been a busy day. I've done, I said, I did this podcast. I did um, Oxford on podcast, did Mind on My Money. Uh, just taped. Butcher- <laughs> I should have listened to that one. <laughs> yeah, you should have. <laughs> Listen to. Uh, I did. We did uh, butcher versus spin instructor just a little while ago. I did. I uh, did a twenty minute uh, hydro little run. After oh, you did. I did. Yeah. I got to get one of those. I really. I did. I uh, went Vancouver. Never been to Vancouver before. Okay. Vancouver's kind of interesting looking. Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, thanks for the, uh, the the super chat. He says y'all should host a drinking or an advice <laughs> podcast. You know what? Um, Ryan Rosillo does this at the end of his podcast. He does life advice. Yeah. You ever listen? No. It's fantastic. I have actually thought about doing a uh, a life advice. So he wants us to drink while we're doing life advice? He says drinking or. Oh, but, or. But you could combine the two. What if that? I drank while you gave it life advice and I could sit here and. I could be the drinker. You could be giving. Who do you think advice. among uh, uh, between us? Who would give the best life advice? Probably uh, you. Why would it be me? Because I think you have a little bit more of a overall positive attitude than I do. <laughs> well, I we, don't. We, we're pretty similar in that we both are kind of grinders. Like, yeah, we're we're, we're more serious than people think we are. That's like, we're both. People super, have no idea. We're both super competitive. Yeah. I don't mean like betting game. Right. I'm talking about. I'm talking about life stuff. Yeah, like. 
yeah, that we we both have a, a reputation that's not really real. I I know mine's completely yeah. off base, but yeah, I just I like. I mean, I just, whatever. You, you, just, I, I you, kinda, you steer into I, it. Yeah, I lean into yeah. it. So it is what it is. All right, Neil. I want to start this show off. I'm got, I got a surprise for you. Okay. And for the people out there, he has no idea. This is I've left this as a gift for Neil. We're starting us off. Is this because of episode fifty today? Is it with this? Yeah, is? this will be an episode fifty gift. Okay. All right. Let's see if you recognize this. All right. <laughs> I'm almost nervous now. Do you know what this, <laughs> do you know what this is, Neil? You have no idea how many times I've looked for that. All right. Do you know what this is? It's a hydro flask. It's a hydro flask. It's, it's my hydro. It's flask. your. I'm sorry. I'm regifting it back to you because I left it in your. You left it in my truck when we got back from Boise. Yes, but and let I me searched so many times. Okay, for that but this my wife right now. If she's listening, she's at a doctor's appointment, so yeah. I hope she's not. <laughs> she may fight me when I get home when I tell this story. So Neil, I had no idea whose this was. So it's in my truck. This has been in my truck for a month. Yeah. So it was rolling around the floor and like dinging on things. Well, yeah. I get pissed. Driving at the, Aaron crazy. Wasn't driving me crazy. Okay. I get pissed off. At the kids, my older kids, because they're always bringing. I take them to school, and they got water balls and stuff like this all the time. I'm like, get your shit out of my truck. Yeah. And dad, that's not mine. Or one, you know, then the other kid, dad, that's not mine. That's Brock's. Brock's. That's not dad. That's not mine. That's Jackson's. So it's in there, in there, and it never gets taken out. Well, we're getting ready to go to the convention, and I got. I'm trying to clean out my truck. Mm-hmm. Well, here's this in the floorboard of the front passenger seat. I take it because I'm getting ready to leave to go to the airport, so I don't miss my plane. Instead of going inside of my house, I take this and I lay it on the bike rack right inside the garage. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of inconspicuously off to the side, like laying like this okay. in the garage. Forgot about it. I, I get a text message. I, I was working late last night. I get a text message from my wife at about 630, 645 that says, when are you getting home? And I said... I responded back. I was like, I'm probably going to try to get out of here about 10 or 15 minutes. And crickets. And she's, and I'm like, any reason why or anything? Just crickets. So, dude, I walk in the door last night. Uh-huh. And my six-year-old, I guess he's seven, happy birthday, seven now. He is, he is sitting, as I open up the, come in from the garage, looks into the kitchen. He is by himself on the kitchen table, being the most studious seven-year-old you've ever seen. He's like, did you have a good day at school? Yes, sir. I am doing my homework. That's not him. You know, okay. he's, he doesn't like doing homework. All right. And he is grinding, like, very <laughs> yeah. enthusiastically. Yeah. Go get so, an A in the damn first so, grade. Uh-huh. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I said, where's mama? She says she's in the bedroom. Uh-oh. Door's locked. That's what she does when she gets pissed because she wants nobody around her. Okay. And so I'm like, okay, I got this. I'm like, okay, some, she's upset. I go upstairs. And my boys, like, greet me enthusiastically. Dad, you got to help us out. Dad, you got to help us out. I'm like, what's going on? Mom thinks we're drinking. I said, what are you talking about? Mom thinks we're (laughs) we're drinking. You know where this is going, don't you? It smells like beer. (laughs) Because she she found this cleaning out the garage. When you picked me up to go to Memphis to fly to Vegas, I had a beer in there. Yes. And when she went to clean it out, it was (laughs) alcohol. Or it smelled like alcohol. Yeah. And she thought the kids had were hiding alcohol in the garage in, and in drinking it. And she was convinced because she thought this was, we have these too. She yeah. thought it was them. And I was like, what are you talking about? She go, he goes, 
she thinks we had, we're hiding a, uh, one of those hydro flasks out in a garage. I start dying laughing. Because <laughs> you knew right away. Because I knew right away. <laughs> I was like, oh, it hit me. I said, that's, that's Neil's. And so my kids, so then she's like locked in. She goes and takes a bath. So about 30 minutes later, she came out. She goes, she goes, you've been, you think the kids, I think the kids have been drinking. I said, I told a story. So it's, it's all good uh-huh. now. So I was. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you better apologize to Jackson and Brock. Hey, Jackson, <laughs> Brock, it's on me. <laughs> Yeah, so she thought they were uh, they were doing that it was great. Sorry for the hell that was caused in your house, but you know y'all could have put that thing up a long time ago. That was me. It's on me. It's on me. So anyway, that's great. Yeah. So there you go. Here you go. Thank you. Yeah. Does it still smell like beer? No, she she washed it. Okay. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Aaron. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, all right. You want to talk about this? Yeah, Power we'll, slap. We'll talk about your slap conspiracy. Right. I, was, I was today years old when I heard about this for the first time. So I don't really have I don't really have a lot of thoughts here other than you're probably right. All right. So I'm a big UFC guy. We have a UFC pay per view this weekend, and Dana White, the president of UFC, as everybody knows, uh, got in some. I guess it was around New Year's. It was New Year's Eve, right? That all this happened. He had a, at a bar or a, a club. He is called on camera by TMZ conven- conveniently. Um, at the right time of being in the balcony of slapping his wife and his wife slapping him, whatever, right? So he gets yeah. he gets in this whole deal. That he was is, the quote accusation that they slapped each other. Correct? It was yeah, it's on video. I mean, it's uh, there's video of it. Yes, she like hit him and he slapped her back. Okay, okay, on video. Last night debuted season one, episode one of the Power Slap League. Hosted and ran by Dana White that was pushed back a week because of this conspiracy. Okay. Okay. They It was scheduled last week, and then we had to bump it to this week. Did he – was that a was that a ruse? Did he slap his wife to get attention for his power slap league that started last night? Probably. Seriously. I mean, I'm like, I think he did. Because it got headlines. Got headlines. Um, and for those that don't know, there is, it's a new, a new sport. It's been very popular in Russia and all that stuff. He's bringing it to the United States. You ever watched it? Oh yeah. I watched, we watched every second of it last night. It's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. It actually is entertaining. So he, he it got commissioned by the Nevada state athletic commission. It's legal. It is a sport. They judge it. The whole deal. Very, they did it at the uh, UFC apex in Vegas and they are doing a show um, like the ultimate fighter. So they're going to bring, they have four different weight classes. They're bringing them in to live and be trained by two people. And they're going to do a whole reality series and they're going to have the first ever pay-per-view at the end of this deal, pay-per-view slap contest with titles, just like the UFC. Yeah. Cause this stuff gets like worldwide is just as popular. If not pop as more at more than UFC. I mean, they're getting 350 million views and stuff on their, on their deals. So, Pretty good ratings. So, Jer- Jeremy says, surely not. I don't know. Dude. I wouldn't I kinda, put it past him. Kind of think it was. Kind of think it was. It was too. It's too. It's a little too convenient. Too convenient for me. Now, yeah. like, I, I think he's. I. I a little I'm risky. A, a little fan. risky on his part to get caught on video hitting a woman. It is, but here's the other. Yeah, very risky, but extremely risky. But at the same time, who does he have to answer to? I mean, other than her, nobody. I mean, he is. And the fact that nothing, yeah. I mean, 
this is a lot of people that would like to take him down if they could. And when they probably got to the truth, and it was probably what you just said. It died out too fast. It died fast. That was my other. That was my other thing. It died out way too fast. I mean, he's got he's got the the whole woke America on him. He's ready to go. So, all right, let's get to some football, dude. Yeah, Tyler is upset about roughing the passer penalties. I wanted to get to this the other day when we were talking about we ran it. out of time. Ran out of time. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this briefly, but did you the roughing the passer penalties have gotten so bad that now even the quarterbacks are saying that it's that it's not roughing the passer. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was on uh, Pat McAfee the other day. He was talking about it. I don't know what they can do, man. I mean, the Dexter Lawrence one, I mean, he's got the guy wrapped up. He doesn't throw his weight on him. He kind of spins him around, but he lets him go. There's nothing. The people, I feel almost like the people that are making these rules have never tackled somebody before. Like, you just can't do that. It's not. The physics of it, you don't have the time to process everything. Like, hey, you're going to pay me. I mean, these pass rushers are making hella money to, to, to knock the shit out of people. And you then, know, the answer to this is like so many other things in life. It's common sense. You know roughing the passer when you see roughing the passer. Yes. You know when it's roughing the passer. When the quarterback's let the ball go and he's taken a, one Mississippi and you still hit him. Yeah. Or... When the quarterback is about to throw the ball and you spear him, you're yeah. not you're not trying to knock the ball out. You're trying to maim the quarterback. You know when you know when it's roughing the passer. You yeah. know when a, you pick the quarterback up and slam him to the ground. That's roughing the passer. Yeah, um, that's you know all that stuff. But when a quarterback tackles a quarter, uh, I mean a defensive end hits a quarterback and lands on him, that's not roughing the passer. It's yeah. It's a sack. Um, there's a difference between bringing the quarterback to the ground and flinging the quarterback to the ground. And you just know it when you see it. It's like so many other things. It's it's common sense, but we don't do common sense anymore in anything. And so well, that's true. It's true. But it's like we were talking. It's like we were talking about this on Mind on My Money, for example. Okay, I should have listened today. I'll be listening going forward. I'll be the number one subscriber. The, the big story about you know the debt ceiling and they want to raise the debt ceiling and so yeah. you know, in in your company, in your house, my house, you have a budget. Yeah. And so if you have X thousands of dollars, and you spend X plus whatever, well that's debt. Yep. And if you keep building the debt, well you're going to be in trouble because you got to pay the debt. And so rationally you have x thousands of dollars and you try to stay under that x thousand of dollars it's common sense yep it's common sense sometimes you go over because emergencies happen but you usually try to rectify the emergency down the road by getting back under right yep stuff happens you don't foresee a major expense sometimes so you common sense says okay well we got to got to cut back Maybe we don't go on the family vacation this year. Maybe we stop going out to eat. Whatever the case may be, right? Right. Unless it's walk-ons. Unless it's walk-ons, at which point you should always go to walk-on Sports Bistro, especially in uh, Oxford or Ridgeland. Yep. But you understand my point. No, I do. It's common sense. You know it when you see it, and we've gotten away from that. And now it's it's threatening to impact a game at a high level. And it's and I and I'm convinced of this, and nobody else can convince me otherwise. Different quarterbacks get treated differently on that rule. Sure. 
and to the point to where if you're watching like if he's a rookie quarterback or a young quarterback, dude, you're not getting anything. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you know, now your Patrick Mahomes is in that class, these elite quarterbacks, they're getting brushed on, man, and you're getting, you know, pass interference calls. I mean, uh, roughing the passer calls. And it's just it's ruining the game, but at the same time, man, I mean, like I feel that when the targeting rule, the NFL has basically come in and, and their version of targeting should be the rule for college. Okay, you don't get thrown on the game. If it's blatant targeting, you're trying to target and hurt the player, it's mm-hmm. a 15-yard penalty. It's, it's If it's, you know, uh, if it's really bad, they will actually throw you out of the game. But it's got to be, like, really, really bad. You know it when you see it. You know it when you see it. And it's, I just, I don't know, man. It's just the whole rough in the past for the Dexter Lawrence call almost cost them the game. Like, they were off the field. Get a sack on Kirk Cousins that was terrible. They called roughing the passer, gave him all back first down when all they needed was a field goal to tie the game. Yeah, um, it ended up not being a deal because they got they stopped. Yeah, them. nobody's talking about it right. because it didn't affect the outcome of the game, right. but it could have. Yeah, it's just the whole thing is just complete bullshit. They got to readdress that in the all season. Had that happened, they would have needed a little help. So, word from our sponsor, BetterHelp can be yes. tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode when faced with the challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, it's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. Um, I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts, fight depression, frankly. Um, it's a life changer for uh, for me, it was, and still is sometimes. Uh, it increased my happiness. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, you should. Better better help is absolutely a great option. It's convenient. It's accessible. It's affordable. It's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. You can switch therapist anytime. So uh, when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash MPW to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash MPW. All right. Question for you. Yes, sir. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Do we see them both back next year, one back next year, or neither back next year? Um, I'm going to predict that we see Aaron Rodgers back with the Miami Dolphins. Ooh. And I'm going to predict, and I don't know why I think this, but I'm going to predict we see Tom Brady back with the Carolina Panthers. Wow. Why Carolina? I just have a feeling. You think? Just you know anything, or yours? This is complete speculation. I heard something. Okay. 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 As of today, I think Brady's going to come back. Maybe it's the Raiders. I'm. I'm I'll tell you this: Would the I'm, market be I'll, big enough for him in Carolina, though? I, well, I'm watching. Here's what I'm watching. I'm watching where Sean Payton goes. Ooh. Ooh. Don't count out the Panthers on Sean Payton. Do you know how how we've this is episode fifty by the way yep. we've reached the half century mark. I'm starting to learn your like your IQs, the way you look. I can tell when you know something that you don't, you can't say, or you've heard something that you. I know when you I can you 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 kind of look down to the right, but your eyes go up don't, don't, don't upwards don't, left. Don't tell people. Well, you're not looking at the camera anymore, so okay. it's all safe. Your your hey your face goes your face goes down right your eyes go upwards left that's the that's the I know something look the Neil McCready I know something look I just know something's possible okay 
I the, the Panthers the, the Panthers and Sean Payton it's not likely but it's possible and it's more possible than just like a half court shot it's 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 a shot speaking of you know what pisses me off a little bit <laughs> no I don't no what? it doesn't really I mean but these interviews that are taking place like for the head coaches the way they do it in the NFL I mean you got Ken Dorsey is interviewing this weekend yeah for the Panthers job he's got a pretty big assignment on Sunday afternoon it's a little distraction in the hay kind of in the barn if you will by Saturday but I mean where he's not doing anything on Saturday the, the team's not they're not installing anything on Saturday you're just maybe saying his focus isn't going to be there yeah it's not about a I mean all week though I mean it's not like he just found out I mean you're game planning and oh sure like you have to be and I don't but the odds are his, I won't make this more than it is. But look, I mean, if you're going to be a, a successful play caller and game planner, you can't like. It's not like you go out and and play golf all day and then go. I mean, you have to be kind of. But I mean, that's what I'm saying though is, I mean, it messes you up mentally now. What I'm saying is, I think two things. One, my guess is that Ken Dorsey put his job interview strategy together in the off season. He knew this would come. He would. He's been ready for this. And my guess is by Saturday, the, the the plan's in. He he knows it. I mean, maybe Saturday night, he and Dak Prescott sit down and. It's very difficult to focus. I've done it, man. It's just very. You, not Dak. He and Josh yeah. Allen is what I meant to say. You can't help but when your mind is usually thinking about. I mean, even when the game plan's in. Yeah. You continue to think. Like, um, I don't think I've told you this. Um, I know my wife knows. I don't know how many people know this. Like when I call plays, I would, I would come home on um, Monday nights, and I would take Lunesta to basically knock myself out. You didn't pour beer into a hydro flask or no, anything, okay? No, okay. No. Um, but I would. It was basically the alternative. I mean, that's why. I mean, a lot of coaches have drinking problems because of this. You gotta. You have to be able to turn the brain off. I think you've said it before. You do it a lot. You wake up in the middle of the night, yeah, wide ass awake. Yep. Um, I would wake up. I'm talking about as wide awake as you can imagine being at two between two and three in the morning, mm -hmm. and couldn't go back to sleep. That that takes a toll on the body over the time. And so Monday nights, I got where I would um, take Lunesta, not a sponsor, um, to basically knock myself out. And you talk about 45 minutes. You get about 45 minutes. And the next thing you know, you're whoop, you're out. Um, but, uh, would take that on Monday nights and I would turn around and take it on Thursday and Friday nights. So that you'd be rusted for game day? Just cause, so I could, cause I would, so Monday's your base game plan and I'd be thinking about stuff. Then you start thinking about third down, you know, third down red zone stuff. And then you, then I wake up and then I would wake up, you know, getting ready for game day. But it was, it's, it messes your sleep up. I mean, it's going to distract you. If you're thinking about other things. I need to get some of that stuff. Lunesta? Yeah. I wake because right. I wake up routinely two thirty ish. Two thirty? And it's a coin toss, man. Like if I'm gonna go back to sleep, because I start what happens is it gets to be about three and I'm laying there and now I'm my mind is racing. And if I get to about three thirty, I'm like, that's it. I'm up. All right. Oh, Some usually I'll fall back asleep. I can't believe I'm about to tell you this. But if I get to about three thirty, I'm like, that's it. I'm gonna go work. I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna get my stuff done. All right. I'm gonna hope my wife's not listening on this one. Okay. She's she's gonna beat my ass when I get home. 
All right. Lunesta, when I started taking it on our insurance, was hella expensive. Okay. It was okay. like $280 for 30 pills. Okay. And so Ambien is the other option. You've heard of Ambien. Of course. Okay. It goes generic. And so it's like six bucks. So um, at that point in time, we were, you know, we weren't making any money and we were living paycheck to paycheck. And she was like, we got to, well, I need to take something, but let's try this Ambien. So, dude, I get, <laughs> I switch over to Ambien. First time I'm taking it. It's a Thursday night. I get home early Thursday night. I go sit in my chair. And my normal thing was, was I would take the Lanesta. I would drink a beer or two. I wouldn't even get to the second beer. And, and you start feeling relaxed. I knew it was time to go to bed. Right. So I was watching the ball game. I take, so I, I try the Ambien. I do the same thing, right? Yeah. Dude, I'm sitting in my chair and I'm I'm thinking it's gonna take the same amount of time. Yeah. Dude, about ten minutes go by. I started hallucinating. And I'm talking about shit started talking to me like pictures. <laughs> like things started moving. And might have been a ghost. No, dude. This okay. was wild. And so my kids were little. Yeah. And so like they had a big toy chest. I go get in a toy chest and I'm like sitting in this big ass toy chest, like playing with toys. Aaron's freaking out. She may have been pregnant with uh Brock when this happened. I can't remember, but whatever it was, she um, she's concerned. She's she calls her brother in law who listens to the show, Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. What's up, Ryan? And um, he's like, take his keys because I wanted to go drive. I was oh, like, no. no, I was one. I was she's pregnant. Trying. I was like, I want to go see if I can drive. And I remember, like, you're not blacked out drunk. Like you can remember it, and it makes the most sense in the world. Like you go from being a normal human being to a raging crazy person. Not raging, but just a, a a a high hippie in like two seconds. So she gets me in bed and basically like sits on me, so I can't get up. You know, I won't. So I won't get up. She she takes my keys, hides them, and flushes everything down the toilet. And dude, I mean, I went to sleep, and that was the last time I took Ambien. I went back to the nest. <laughs> back after to that. the nest. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty good. Did y'all win that week? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were good. All right. That's when we were good. I got you. I was, I, was, I, was, I was before people pissing in end zones and shit like that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so. All right, let's talk about, I don't want to get off the rails on that. All right, um, I found this interesting, especially when we got the, all the draft stuff coming up. Have you noticed the type of quarterbacks that are still playing this weekend? You know, they all have a couple things really in common. Well, let's talk about who's left. Uh, okay. Tre Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes. All right, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Daniel Jones and um, 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 Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, thank you. Um, Joe Burrow, uh, Josh Joe Allen. Allen. And then uh, you've got the uh, Dak Prescott, uh, Brock Purdy game. Yep. All Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's like, can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, look, that? At me, look at me. Look at me. Who would have thought? Iowa State. I know. Quickie clients. Um, I think the reason you're seeing what you're seeing the offensive line play in the NFL has gone down. Uh -huh. The defensive line pass rusher play it's has gone, gone up. up. Yep. You're finding these guys that are winning are guys that can move in the pocket. They still can throw, but they can buy time in the pocket, which you look at every single one of those guys. They buy time yeah. in the pocket. Yeah. All, and they have great pocket presence. All really good athletes. All good athletes that can buy time in the pocket. And they're buying time. 
and they're able to get throws off or get you out of third and like Allen gets them out of third and longs all the time. And look at the look at the other direction, the greatest of all time, who's been doing it for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see the stat the other night where they were like three and forty something for the year, three and fifty something on third and ten plus at Tampa Bay? But that's that's atrocious. Yeah, that's bad. That's the worst of any team ever in the playoffs. But these guys that are statues, they don't, you know, you have to be able to have pocket presence and move, which is why I think this guy named Bryce Young, that's one of the qualities he has. That's why I think he's so valuable moving forward is that some that's his strength. So that's what I was looking for here. There's a new mock draft out, and there's going to be a 1,000 of them. Oh, we got a new one already? Well, I mean, you know, different guy. With the, I think it's with The Athletic. He had come up with this big trade that I'm looking for it. Um, Ravens fired Greg Roman. I don't know if you saw that. Really? Yeah. I'll look for it. Anyway, it had Will Levis going number one. That wouldn't surprise me. He doesn't get a lot of like. What, what do you think of Levis? I think here's Levis is getting what I call the Josh Allen bump. Because his comps coming out of college are very similar. You know, uh, big guy. Yep. He can run, but he was in a system very similar to what Wyoming was where nobody knew Josh Allen can run like that coming out of out of college, out of Wyoming. He freaking looks the part now. But he's a big pretty thing. He is. He get he got hurt. Like, he was hurt in the Ole Miss game. Like, you remember coming into the Ole Miss game because I went there and watched. I remember I told you. Well, apparently he broke a broke, broke a, a toe or something. Broke right? a toe in the first quarter. Yeah, so I was like, dude, he he didn't move at all. He was a standing statue back there. In today's game, you can't stand on the same point. You can't stand just so everybody knows it's seven and a half yards behind the center or a gap depending on if it's play action or whatever you're moving. But you can't stand seven and a half yards behind the center and just hope for the best. You got to be able to move, and he was a standing statue. I mean, he was getting and taking unnecessary licks, um, even when he left the pocket. But I see what he was in a bad situation offensively this year. That's why, you know, Stoops is not a dumbass. You know, Stoops moved on from his last coordinator and and brought in his his old guy that Levis was having success with. Um, so I think he's a little product of the system this year. I mean, dude, he he is. He is going to win the workout. I'm just going to let everybody know that right now. When this dude goes and works out and you see all the pro days and things like that in the combine, dude, you're going to watch him throw the football and you're going to be like, holy shit, can we pass on this guy? Like, he passes the eyeball test that much. Like, it's almost where it happens every year. It'll happen this Levis. year. Levis. Yeah. It's going to happen this year just like it happens every other year. Well, and this is going to sound – I know what it's going to sound like, but he's also going to be that guy that once he's had the three months to train professionally, the the way that his body is, he's going to be the guy that when he does the underwear Olympics, they're all going to be like, oh, my God. And who is he standing next to? Who are you comparing him to? You're going to be comparing him to Bryce Young. You you get what I'm saying? Like, we're going to do this just like we do it every year, right? And you're going to watch. When it happens, if it happens, I will completely understand how it happened. Yeah, because – you forget about the game film in this these next couple months. People forget. It's like C.J. Stroud. People are swinging on this guy's nuts because of what he did in the playoff game. Yeah. But they don't even want to look one week before that. Right, when he was back. Where he was short-hopping hitches all night long. 
they watch one game and they're like your our all favorite our favorite guy Duggan, everybody swung on his nuts because he went off against Kansas State in the Big Twelve Championship game. I watched him all year long because I bet on him where he's selling shit and short hopping shit and everything else. Like, you know, like my favorite saying, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's probably a fucking duck. I mean, it, it just is. Well, and I think Levis, I get it. Memo to self to put explicit. Yeah, I said, mom, don't listen to this podcast, please. Man, see, this here's here's is Dane Dane. This is not the one I was looking for, but this is a fantastic mock draft when you consider that Dane Brugler did this on January the seventeenth before the Senior Bowl. He did it because his bosses told him to do it um, before the Senior Bowl, before any pro days, before the combine. So obviously, it's going to change. And, yeah, and he's saying that up front. Hey, look, I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> right. So. As of today. And okay. then, but instead of him just kind of chicken shitting his way through it, he makes a trade in round one. Oh, he's predicting trades too, huh? He has the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Who you have to think are looking four or five. They're looking for quarter. They're getting there. I mean, were they were they four or five are they four I'm, or five I'm, now? I'm getting you there. Okay. Before they trade. He has the Colts at four. Okay. Trading up to the Bears. He has them trading the uh number four pick. The 35th pick in the draft, so their second-round pick, and a 2024 first-round pick. Oh. So two firsts and a second to move up from four to one. That's a lot. Is there a quarterback in this draft who you would do that for? Knowing knowing that this is absolutely, look, to your point, you just got through saying who's left in the, <sighs> in the deal. This is a quarterback league, and if you don't have a quarterback, you're not winning this league. Now, you can throw an exception out, but it's rare. Would you? He has him doing it for Bryce Young. He has the Colts trading the one, the thirty-five, and a twenty-twenty-four first. Yeah, that's a lot to move up from four to one. Actually, a lot of people that are follow this have said, "Hey, that's not bad. It's probably not enough." Really? So what people have people have people have looked at the trade that Brugler uh, proposed and said, "Huh, pretty good for a journalist, but probably not quite enough." Well, I guess it's not. Well, they're Probably swapping would, picks. I keep thinking we're giving two. They're swapping one. They're not giving one. They're swapping one. Yeah. The, the, so um, the Bears would. So yeah, the, the Bears would, would drop to four. They'd add the thirty-five, and they'd get the Colts' first-round pick in twenty twenty-four. Yeah, I was thinking give. They're swapping. Um, I thought they were giving two. That makes sense. Yeah, that's probably not enough. I would think they would. I thought they were going to go. A lot of people think add it would, another four. A lot of people three think or it, four. A lot of people think it would require another second or third round yeah. pick. Yeah, that's about right. Um. To answer your question, look, Bryce Young has every single thing that you want. I know. Okay. I love him. But then it's people- not right. It doesn't make it right. This happens all the time. It happens at, at the university of the school that we live in here, too. Okay. You get right or wrong or indifferent. Okay. You get compared to previous players coming out of that school. Sure. All right. Of course. Bryce the Young- people who are covering it covered the other guy, too. It's just natural. So when they see Bryce Young, the first thing that's going to go through their minds is go, okay, this is another undersized quarterback that has all the skills in the world coming out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. They're going to compare him to Tua. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, you see what Miami is going through with Tua. Do we want to give all of that? That's the question. Mm-hmm. May not make a hill of beans, and it shouldn't, but that's what's going to happen. That'll be the whole scuttlebutt all the way up through, right? With Levis, you don't have to worry about that. This dude's tough as shit, big as shit. 
Of course. Um, so I get either one. If you ask me skill-wise and all that stuff, I'm taking Bryce Young. I would probably gamble to do it. If you said, who am I taking first, I'm taking Bryce Young, and I'm just going to gamble that he doesn't get hurt. Will Levis, though, if you hit it right with Will Levis, you could you could go get you. I mean, his, his ceiling, he's Josh Allenish. You know what I mean? Like, it's very similar. Well, if you know, they have the Texans. He, not they, Dane has the, the Texans taking Will Levis, number two. Then he has uh, Will Anderson going to Arizona. Jalen Carter somewhere, huh? And uh, Jalen Carter going to Chicago at four. So he basically has the Bears <clears throat> trading out of the quarterback pick, going with the big defensive tackle, and then picking up some extra picks. Yeah. If you're the Bears, if, if, and here's my thing with the Bears, right? Boy, the Bears, this is, this is that soul searching that you got to do for weeks in those meeting rooms where someone's got to go, hey, look. Yeah, there's no slow day in, in Chicago. No, no, From no. here till May. From here on. Someone, and every day, someone in that room's got to go, are we sure? Are we sure? Are we sure he's our guy? Saw his, saw his rookie year. Are we sure he's our guy? Because if we're not sure, this is our this is our shot to abort right here. All right, let me ask you a question. Because if because if we double down now, we're saying he's our guy. And if he oh hit, yeah, you you know you're Justin Fields is getting stamped one way or the other this is on this draft. And hey, we didn't draft him. It was the previous administration. We can get out of this. What do we think he is? What do you get if you trade Justin Fields? Right? I don't know. What would you get? I don't know. But you could keep the one, and you could then bring in. Uh, C.J. Stroud and Will Levis and Bryce Young, and you could get to know every single thing about them that there was to know. Yeah. You would know everything about those three people. Everything. You would know everything about their makeup, about their background, about their bodies. You would know everything about them. You would leave no stone unturned. And I'd probably do it anyway while I'm figuring this out. But I got if I'm Chicago, and this is the part that nobody talks about because the Bears publicly go, oh, he's our guy. Well, what else the hell are they going to say? But if I'm the Bears, and this isn't a rip on Justin Fields at all because I, I kind of like him. But if I'm the Bears and my, 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 my career hinges on it, my franchise hinges on it, and I'm sitting here at number one, forget what the outside noise is saying. I'm asking myself internally, are we sure? Justin Fields is the guy. Are we sure? Oh, he, and, that's and, 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 first question. And if he's not, if we're not sure, is it possible that one of these three cats are? I don't, I don't care what what anybody out there in the in the in the world thinks, because these these games are played on Sundays. You see them. Are are we sure? Like Cincinnati, when they took Joe Burrow, we're sure. Ain't no doubt. Yeah. Buffalo, to its credit, when they took Josh Allen, everybody made fun of him. Though. What did they Kiss get off. for Roquan? Do you remember? The Bears? Yeah. Uh, it was like a fourth-round pick. They just kind of stockpiled some picks. The yeah. the, look, the Bears could do a lot here. <clears throat> I mean, would it, is, is there a team that would trade for Justin Fields? Would, is there a team that would give up a first-round pick for Justin Fields today? That's what I was asking is what value do you get for him? Or or you, get, you trade him anyway, you draft a Will Levis – which is could be good, could be not, and you and you got all this. I mean, they go like hundred eight. They always said, "Yeah, you go get you a a quarter because there's a bunch of quarterbacks on the market right sure. now. Sure, 
you go get you a Derek Carr for two years. You go get you a sure. – I mean, there's going to be a – Get somebody to – you get somebody to, to seat, warm the seat for a year. I think this will be the biggest – that's the most interesting thing to me about the draft, which we got all gear to get into. But the most interesting thing this year with the draft is I think you have a ton of proven veteran quarterbacks – that will be on the move, uh-huh. like more than I than I can remember. Sure, I mean Baker Mayfield's going to be on the move again. Uh-huh. You got Derek Carr, you got Brady, you got Rodgers, you got um, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G. You're probably going to have Trey Lance or Brock Purdy, one of the two. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about guys that. I are, mean, Lance is publicly asking to go to the. <clears throat> where, where did the assistant go to the Fal- Falcons? Uh, yes. He's he's basically saying, "Send me." Yeah, I want to go with him, and so. There's so this movie, and I'm going to be honest with you. Let me tell you who I, I think else is going to be on the move that nobody's talked about yet because they haven't hired a coach is uh, Kyler Murray. It could be. And if that's the case, Arizona's Because he's not getting under center. So if, if, if Kyler's moving, Arizona's looking to move up. There's a lot going on. That, that, that I think that the free agent quarterback deal, mm-hmm. when it opens, I think it opens February, right around Valentine's Day, somewhere in there. But to me, Tyler, that's the most fascinating. It's, it's the part nobody's talking about yeah. about this. Is that internally? I, I know what Chicago said, and they and maybe they meant it, maybe they meant it. But I also know that the beginning of this season, because I listened to a lot of Chicago stuff yeah. because of the Cubs, the beginning of the season, there were some pretty plugged in people that were like, "Hey, this this GM, this administration, they didn't draft this guy. They're yeah. not they're not crazy about this guy." They don't think he's particularly accurate. Competes, great athlete, great feet. Can he make the throws? Can he go win playoff games? Yeah. They weren't so sure. And then he went through a period where they went, oh, oh, maybe he maybe he is the guy. And then he got hurt. Yep. Running. Shocker. And they were like, uh, maybe not. And then at the end, it was, ah, we'll see. Yeah. But I just find... See, to me, I know we bogged down. I apologize. Oh, it's my fault. It is fascinating to me because that's what we do here. Because to me, Levis is that is that guy. I've told this story a couple of times, but I'll tell it to you because I don't know if you've heard it. I was the morning of the Ole Miss Kentucky game. I was a little behind. I needed to write some preseason basketball stuff. Yeah, Ole Miss and Kentucky kicked it. A, <laughs> they, I know. I didn't want to, but I needed to. And so they were they were uh, they were kicking at eleven, and I was like, okay, it's gonna be a big crowd. Remember all the hype for that game. I'm gonna go, just get there early. And so I got to Vaughn Hemingway basically at eight a.m. and you know got a coffee and hooked up and started writing. And I know some NFL people from my career, and the head of an NFL scouting department was there, a team that already has a quarterback. They're not quarterback shopping, and I saw him there, and I said. Who are you here to see? <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm going to this game, going to Mississippi State later today. I'm you know, Two games one day. made sense. I'm like, okay, still, you're, you're here to see Levis? He goes, no, 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 we're not in that market. We, at least we better not be. He goes, if we're in that market at the end of the year, I'm probably getting fired. And I said, okay. Um, what are you, who are you looking at? And he goes, well, I'm looking at these guys, these guys, these guys. And I said, what do you think about Levis? I like him because I hadn't done a deep dive because I don't have to yet. Might not have to. And I said, okay, but from what you see, he goes, just look at him. And by this time, they were out there kind of doing the early warm-ups. You know, Levis is out there in a pair of shorts, whatever, and he's got his hoodie on. I get it. Oh, he, 
You just wait. Just wait till they do the pro days. Oh, and you see how fast it's because you don't see that stuff on Saturdays. That's what I'm saying. Because they don't run it. He's going to blow people away at the combine. And he makes throws, and Gotti looks pretty. You know who else is going to blow it up at the combine that we're going to have to talk about? Chase's favorite guy? CJ Stroud? No, my man, Mach 10 Sports, brought it up a minute ago. Anthony Richardson. You wait till he goes to pro day. All right, we're going to do this on the draft, then we'll stop. I promise, I promise, I promise. (laughs) If I told you that the Detroit Lions at 15, using the pick that they got from the Packers, went Anthony Richardson first round, what would you say? Hmm. He has the Lions trading 18 and 48 to move up to 15 to take Anthony Richardson. I would say that sometime between now and his pro day, he figures out how to use some little touch on some balls of the flat. Okay. Like if I was working him out, there wouldn't be none of this. I'm talking about private workout, not on the pro day. Right, right. Hey, cool. I know you can throw it 87 yards. Mm -hmm. I know that you can put a hole through somebody's hands. I get it. How about this? I'm gonna put. A, I would literally take, <clears throat> you know, those nets that you that they throw into. Uh-huh. You can pivot them to where it turns into like a we, you know, the low, the the fade drill uh-huh. where you have to drop in a bucket. I want to see how many times you can drop it in a bucket because it takes touch. That's my only question, on that kid. Because he, that's I mean, he throws rock, piss rockets. I mean, I'm talking about just. Oh no, he's got a cannon. But he doesn't know how. You have to take it all. You can't throw fastballs all the time. You gotta, you gotta be able to layer throws. You gotta be able to use touch. And he hasn't shown that. So if he go, if he goes to Detroit, that tells me that he's proven he can do that. That's what it tells me. And there was times that we had good Anthony Richardson. Remember they played Texas A and M. He looked like a million bucks. He played against Utah. He looked good. But there was times we had bad Anthony Richardson. So I know what I would do if I was Detroit. What would you do? I'd give Jared Goff another weapon to go along with Jamison Williams, and I'd go try to win that division next year. What were they missing? Um, dude, they were freaking good. They, I think they got to go defense. Whatever. They I'm not score, wasting a first-round pick. They could pick. score with the best of them. I'm not wasting a first-round pick when I'm, yeah, they're, they're I'm close. this close. I'm not wasting a first-round pick on someone to stand on the bench. Because I think with all the guys we're talking about, there's going to be, what, the second or third, maybe the fourth best defensive player on the board would be available then. Um as far as what they need, they don't need a pass rusher. They need to get a. They need to get either the back end help or they need to get linebacker help. Those are the two positions I think on defense they need help with. Because you know <clears throat> Hutchinson is up front doing a really good job pass protection, but they can score points. That's not a problem. All right, all right. You want to move on? Yeah. Real quick, let me tell you about Walk On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made from scratch Louisiana cuisine. Po boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers. Fresh salads, all of that in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Uh, let Walk-Ons uh, take care of some of your carry-out needs as well. Order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-Ons app, like I told you earlier. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland, and please tell them thanks for uh, sponsoring this show and a lot of our content at MPW Digital. All right, the portal has been a very hot topic. So let's, you don't say. Let's go with Thursday edition. As the portal turns. Okay. Um, I wanted to bring some reality into the situation today. Okay. Made a little phone call this morning to one of my buddies who runs a recruiting department in the Power 5 level. Said, hey, shoot me the numbers this morning since the portal allegedly closed yesterday. Active people. This is active players still in the portal. This morning in FBS players, there are... 1,759 players still in the portal. FCS, there are 1,000, 
347 players in the portal. Okay. And then across all divisions, that's D2, D3, all that stuff, there are 5,287 players left. Still in the portal. Still in the portal. This doesn't include guys that have... This is from December. Okay. This is guys that... No, these are active, which means the other ones that have gone places, have mm-hmm. they're out. They're called That's called matriculated. They're out. Active people in the portal. And we don't talk about this enough, and I want to bring light to it. They're trying this next year with some rules, you know, with once you take them out of the portal, they're yours kind of thing. Yep. There is a massive problem going on, and I'm and look, I'm old school. Okay, it's very evident to me um, that a lot of the coaches that are starting coaching now are not getting in it for the right reasons. A lot of the younger coaches, they're chasing checks and clicks and and clout instead of you know the reason you get into coaching is to help and help young people, right? Mm-hmm. And I know everybody's like, oh. I, that's the reason you get into it. I like helping people. A lot of these kids are getting stuck in there, and you're, and I cannot begin to explain to you how many people that you sign and recruit in all these years that they're, they're first-generation college in their families, right? They have no other way to pay for college besides being on athletic scholarship. I cannot begin to explain to you how many people are not getting their degrees because of going into the portal. Because once you go on the portal, your university has the right to pull your scholarship, which most do. Not all of them do, but most do. Most do. Um, I've told a story. I don't think it was on here, but I know I told the story on when I was doing home visit. Last summer, I had a young man that I recruited when I was at South Alabama. Didn't get him, but had a good relationship with him. He got a bigger um, – I was at South Alabama. He ended up getting an SEC um, deal, but went in the portal. Um. Lost his scholarship, mm-hmm. was 30 hours short of graduating. He still does. He's just working an hourly job because he can't afford college. Um, he can't transfer his credits because you lose credits. Now you don't have a 30-hour problem. Now you got a bigger problem. Um, so it's not like you just transfer to your local school and do that. The amount of kids that are losing their education over this is ridiculous. And, nobody, and nobody's talking about no, it. No, nobody will t- – listen – Here's where we are in my bad. here's where we are in my field. And some of this is understandable. Nobody likes being criticized. Okay. I do. You, you do. That's true. I messed up, but go ahead. But a lot of nobody wants to be called, nobody wants to get labeled. And they're labels that get thrown out really fast if you say something that's quote anti kid. Yeah. Nobody can say, hey, For every Spencer Sanders or Jackson Dart who transferred with tons of people wanting them, there's 20 guys that jump in the portal and there's nowhere to go. Nobody wants to write about that. Nobody wants to talk about that because it sounds like they're saying we're against the players having this right. And the bottom line is it's like, you and I have talked about this before. The portal came about so fast that I don't think anybody had a chance to fully think it out. And it has created chaos. And it, it and once you let the genie out of the bottle, she typically doesn't want to get back in it. Oh. 
she's been crammed in that little bottle and you let her out all of a sudden and give her freedom, she's going to start running. And that's what's happened. And instead of, hey, let's systemically come up with a way to create more mobility for student athletes. Yeah. It's free for all. And now you've got guys, so many guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Who don't have good support systems around them. Who go to a school... It's the first time in their lives that they've really experienced any adversity. And they're bolting. Yeah. They didn't they, they they thought they'd start as a freshman. They didn't. They're out. It was hard. The same coach who loved on them and kissed their ass in recruiting was suddenly not so nice. Imagine that. It was school was hard. Got a little homesick. Off they go. And there's nowhere for them to go. And they just didn't think about it. There's not enough, I think there's not enough education going on about, hey, look. Because these they, they asked to go in the portal, and you have to let them in. I, I wish there was a little bit more, hey, let's have a, let's have a, a little bit of a, of a period here where you make sure this is what you want to do because understand the ramifications of this. Yeah, let me, let me address that, too, because that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. There is a 48-hour window that you have, right? But here's the thing that I've experienced on that side, okay, is it happened here. When the portal came out, I was here. So I'm not going to – I'll just tell you. I was at Ole Miss, okay, when this happened. There's no – I can't say as another school that's where the portal okay. came out. All right. 
Uh, we had we had a player um, that wanted to go in the portal, and this was before the immediate eligibility. Okay. okay. His his he wasn't playing. Um, and he was a very heavily recruited kid. He had a gazillion offers, and he was signed before I got here, so it was must have been under freeze or whatever, right? And I actually made the attempt to sit down and, and explain this to the kid, and he was like, oh, well, it was like Notre Dame recruited me. They're going to want me. I was like, no, son, they're not. I'm just trying to be honest with you. But at that point, they are so mad at the situation that they don't believe you anymore. Right. They think you're trying to do something – to keep that, they don't believe that you're doing it in their in their best interest anymore. They believe you're doing it in your best interest. Right. So it's very difficult for the coaches. Okay, this is why this is a big problem. It's very difficult for okay, if a guy goes in the portal at Ole Miss right now, it's very difficult for Lane to sit down and say, "Hey, you don't need to do this because of X, Y, Z." And him being completely honest, but the kid is so pissed off about the situation that he doesn't believe you anymore. You've lost that trust, right? So this is just going to be a part of it then. Yeah. Kids and, are just going to lose. But who are they going to lean on then? They're going to go to their support system that they had a long time ago that's not doesn't know a lot. A lot. Right. And so they lean on people that really don't know what's going on. Right. Thus, they get bad advice. Right. Does that make sense? Of course. That's the truth about what's going on. And then Drew says in here, he says, you know, this will all work itself out. Well, here's the thing, Drew is every since the portal has been out, the lowest the lowest percentage of kids that have been left in the portal, this is since 2018, go look it up, is 66%. That's two-thirds of all the kids since 2018. The lowest percentage that's been left in the portal is 66%. So it's not going to work itself out. This is before immediate eligibility. And these kids are losing their scholarships. And I saw Grind said, oh, 30 hours is about $12,000. Sure, if you're from Mississippi, from Ole Miss. But a lot of these kids are coming from out of state, right? And so the minute you go in the portal, you're no longer an in-state tuition. Now you're out-of-state tuition. Right. And now you're tu- now 30 hours turns into, I can tell you the exact number, it was $51,300 that the kid was going to come up with. Okay, so it's not about, and, and $51,300 to that family was, might as well be might as well been $10 million. It was an unrealistic number, sure. So that's the part that people, and look, I'm not trying to like, I'm just telling the truth. And people can can not like it. They can like it. But that's the truth of what's going on, and nobody wants to talk about it because, hey, let's just go get our quarterbacks or let's go go get these positions that we need. Sure, it's, and it's well, rah, 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 but let's don't forget about – It's become a recruiting season. And yeah, I, for, it's just terrible for fans, for fans love recruiting seasons. Yeah. So That's why they got so mad at me in December when things weren't – it's not that things weren't really happening yet. And – National Signing Day was coming around. There wasn't a lot to talk about and write about. They missed their season. Yeah, and let me uh, and let me say this too, because Drew followed it up with, "What about coaches who encourage them to leave? Coaches won't encourage a kid to leave unless they got a place for them to go. Like coaches don't say, "Hey, we'll see. You're not going to play here. See you," and not talk to them ever again. Does that make sense? Um, well, there might be some that do, but most won't. They're going to they're going to find a place for them to go. Yeah, most coaches have a conscience to a degree of they at least want most, not all, but most want them to find a place where they can go. I mean, and and I'll be I'm gonna call a spade a spade. I know of a particular coach that I don't like, that I think's an asshole, that I think's one of the worst people on this planet. Okay, you know who that is. My wife's calling me right now. She's probably catching up listening. I'll call you back later, babe. All right, so you probably know who I'm talking about, but you know what he did? As bad of a person as he is. 
Do you know what he did? I don't. He had a player that was going in the portal. He actually advised him against it. The kid did it anyway, and he's like, hey, look, if you need to come back and graduate, because the kid was like, this kid was like nine hours short, hey, come back and graduate, go through spring, get you some work, and then go in the portal. I will pay for it. I thought it was very nice. Sure. So even the assholes will do this the right way. Right. So there you go. Well, by, um, the, by the way, I do not approve of you talking about ULM's coach that way. We're, <laughs> that's Terry Bowden, man. We're good people. Um, he's good people. All right. Um, all right. I'm going to skip this one because we'll be here all day. I do want to tell you before we get into Make It Rain Thursday. Okay. And I know this is a football show, but I enjoy placing a small wagers on SEC basketball. And I'm getting really hot right now. As you know, I've told you about some of them. Mm-hmm. Went undefeated, hit a big parlay on whatever day that was, Tuesday. Tuesday night, yep. Had a three-teamer last night. Yep. Who'd you have? So I had um, uh, I'll tell you, I had Auburn. Auburn at minus uh, four and a half. That was easy. Easy money. Um, I had Missouri, minus two. I sweated it out, but they won. Ooh, you got lucky on that yeah. one, too. Let me tell you about the – so I had a three-teamer. Have you seen the replay of the – I think – I didn't watch it. I'd watch the Thunder. And so I, I flipped over and just saw the end of Arkansas-Missouri, and I really wasn't paying attention well, I was to watching it. it. <laughs> well, I wasn't, I wasn't really paying attention to it. But I think Arkansas had tied the game, and Missouri came down and hit a and one. Yes. Did you Have you seen the replay of the foul on the and one? Yes. <laughs> Literally, literally doesn't get within five feet yeah. of him. And he was like, huh? He's like, what? 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 Yeah. Um, but so I had a three-teamer last night, but I also had Texas A&M. Ooh, you sweated that. No, I lost, lost. it. This is the bad beat. Okay. So I have the minus three and a half. Okay. okay. All right. There's like 10 seconds left to go in the game. They're, they are up three. They uh, So uh, they come down. They were playing uh, – Florida. Florida. Uh-huh. Florida comes down and shoots yep. a three to miss it. Texas A&M gets a rebound, throws it down the court. Guy gets a breakaway, dunks it. They're up five with like seven seconds to go. Okay. I'm like feeling pretty good. They inbound it, and homie comes with like five seconds on the clock, heaves one up from half court. No. The shit goes in. No. Okay? I'm I'm pissed, but I'm still – there's Texas A&M still up two. It's a good foul. I said, they're going to foul him. They'll get to the free throw line. He'll make his free throws because they actually can shoot free throws, and they've been hitting them. I'll be good. Mm-hmm. Neil, they inbound the fucking ball to the kid, and it goes right through his hands out of bounds. Like, they just meet a you throwing it. And, like, he never even, like, breathed on the ball. He went like this, like a football player. Out of bounds, Florida gets the ball. I lose. A three-teamer at 30 bucks That would have paid 180 I'm sorry to hear that. That was not. That was the only game I lost last two days. Which so. is pretty good in college basketball because the way that that game is officiated, you just it's hard to it's hard to bet on it. You can, but SEC because I, I watch, you know, I got my four TV set up, so I wa- I got watch all I watch every SEC game now. Mm-hmm. I love SEC basketball. Love watching. I know you do, and um, I love the college game. Don't like the pros. I know we're opposite on that. We are big time, big time opposite. I love the college game. I watch every SEC basketball game. Um, I, and I watch if there's only two on, I'll turn on two national games, whatever it is. But I, I got a, I got a good hump on the, uh, 
Uh, we could do some college basketball stuff, but by the time the lines come out, we're not. They don't come out, but usually the day of or late the night before, so it doesn't fit our show schedule. But I'm all over that. Love it. So, you know what time it is, Neil? Time for the road to boy. I mean, uh, hey, look at you. You're gonna get in trouble again. Uh, I liked. I liked Boise for the record. Boise it's is a cool town. Make it rain. It's really, really good. Thursday. It is. Let's talk about these NFL games for Man Brian. I know he's ready to go. Let's do it. All right. So, starting off, the Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguars, are heading to Kansas City. The Jacksonville Jaguars are underdogs to the Kansas City Chiefs, who are favored by nine points. What you got there, homie? <sighs> My gut says take Kansas City and lay the points. That being said, Jacksonville's playing really, really well. It's house money. They got nothing to lose. Kansas City's got a lot to lose. Kansas City's been been weird defensively. I, I think I'm going to go Chiefs and lay the nine, but, boy, I don't feel great about that one. I am in disagreement with you. Okay. I'm laying the point. So, I mean, I'm not taking the points. Okay. I'm taking the Jaguars. ESPN actually moved it to eight and a half, but I, whatever. On my website, it's nine. But, dude, I think this game's a close game. Um, the Chiefs have kind of – they're freaking good on offense. Lost in that game the other day when the Jaguars played is what they had to do. They they picked up the tempo on defense, man. They 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 got some dudes. They got some pass rushers. They got, you know, dangerous team, man. This has kind of got a little Bengals feel from last year as far as, like, coming out of nowhere. Okay. Um, they get, Lawrence is starting to play well, although he had four turnovers first half. But, like, dude, yeah, that's, they, a, they, they that's hard to they, – They play anything resembling that first half in Kansas City, and it's over. It's over. But it should have been over the other night too, right? Um, sure. They got a – I don't know, man. I think it's just a close game. I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City won. But dude, I I I like the Jaguars. Get I like the points. Okay. I just I, especially at, if it's at nine or eight and a half, like this could be a fourteen point game and they give up garbage time touchdown. Could be. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I I think uh, Jacksonville covers. Okay. I like I like this one. All I'll right. Be, you in on this one? You watching this one? Or we're watching them all probably. But I'm watching them all. Of the four, this is the one that's going to have to. <laughs> it's going to have to be a good game for it's you. Going to have to get in. me in. Yeah. 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 I'm excited for it though. All right, this next one I'm all over. The New York football Giants. I cannot wait for this game. Are going to Philly. The Giants are seven and a half point underdogs to Philly. What you got there, boss? I love the Giants and the points. I don't. I don't even. I don't even know what the money line is. I. I would. It is. I, I wouldn't hesitate to put just a little bit on the Giants money line. Two eighty five. That's that's a bargain, dude. I honestly can look you dead in the eye and tell you I think the Giants are winning this football game. So I'm taking the points. I'll probably sprinkle the money line too. Mm -hmm. Depends on how that first game goes. <laughs> but if I got money to play with, I am, uh, dude. I'm. I. I think the Giants went straight up. They took, they played them the last regular season game, right? Yeah, and that, but yeah, throw that out because they didn't play. But I'm not. But this is why. Okay. Philly did play. Right. The Giants did not. Right. And they damn near beat them. Yeah, I, I, 
with, I, with, with no players. Right. I'm Third not, time you're playing a team. I'm not going to judge a Giants game in which Saquon Barkley doesn't play. <clears throat> Yeah, I know, but like what I'm saying is, is it was already close with no players. Yeah. I think, and they're hot, they're confident. You get hot, confident teams, dude. That's what that's what the playoffs are about. That's what got the Bengals through. They were hot and they were confident last year. You know, it was funny. I was watching the Giants and the Eagles. I mean, the Giants and the Vikings last week, and it kept striking me. And I don't know why. It's just the uniforms. The Giants wear the same. You know, their, their uniform never changes. There was something just about the way that felt that it was like, man, this kind of feels familiar. Yeah. Where the Giants took a couple of those, hey, we're going to go on the road for three weeks and go to the Super Bowl, and we're going to beat teams that everyone tells us we can't beat. We're just going to get hot and do it. Kind of do it in different ways. I'm not saying that Daniel Jones reminded me of Eli Manning, except that he kind of did. And Saquon's a stud. And they're pretty good on defense. And I just, I don't know. There's something about Philly. They're really good. But there's something about Philly that makes me think they're going to get beat this week. So we'll see. They've just been since, really since Jalen got hurt, that whole stretch there, they kind of got off rhythm with Minshew. Yeah. And then when Jalen came back, which I was surprised they played him, but they did. They tried to give him some rhythm, but now he's got another week off. They just got out of rhythm. Yeah. Um, it's going to be ra- uh, rowdy. Oh, that's um, for sure. For sure. It's going to be nutty. Third time they've played them. But, dude, the Giants got the swag. Like I don't know if you saw this or not, but they put a uh, – LT sent it to me. They put a sign on all the uh, Giants players' lockers. Did you see this? No. Like it was a piece of paper – that the equipment that the coaches, I guess, got the equipment staff to put out and said, after the uh, Eagle, we, we have to wear our white jerseys the rest of the season. After we win on Saturday, or do not exchange jerseys with uh, the Philadelphia players because we're going to need that jersey moving forward. And do a little, little, little subtle, yeah. little subtle swag there. Yeah. Um, we'll send it to him. We'll send him a jersey at the end of the season if you want to swap with a player because that, that's a popular thing, you know. So they could be wrong though, because they could have to wear the blue jersey in the NFC title game if it's at the, in Dallas. No, they would. Yeah, Dallas would yeah. wear the white. Yeah, Dallas would wear white. I do. Let me tell you though, talking about suits, I really my favorite suit game in the history of the NFL is always the Redskins or whoever they are now, Commanders uh-huh. and the and the Cowboys. Because I, you never see Dallas and, and blue very often. You never see the Redskins and and red or whatever it is. And so they, one of them has to wear the other when they yeah. play each other. Yeah. You know, I love it, dude. That's yeah. my favorite. I love the the uh, the blue and then uh, for the Cowboys. So, but yeah, I think the Giants win straight up, dude. I do. Okay, I'm with you on Saquon. He looks fresh. Ooh. Danny Dimes. We talked about him on Monday. Yeah, I like it. I love some Saquon Barkley. All right. The game that I'm having the biggest problem with of the week, I know what I'll probably do the same way as you will. Our Bengals yep. are going to the Bills. Um, yep. The Bills are favored by five and a half this Sunday at 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. What you got? What are your thoughts? <clears throat> well, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, boiled down, I just can't get over my concerns with the Bengals' front offensively 
um, I have a fear that that is going to disrupt everything that they try to do to the point that they can't score with the Bills. On the other hand, Buffalo is pretty beat up on defense beyond Von Miller and DeMar Hamlin, who, thank God, is okay. They've got a bunch of other guys that are out. Didn't practice yesterday. Some of those guys weren't practicing today. It doesn't mean they won't go, but it means they're not good. Right. And when you're facing Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and uh, Hayden Hurst and Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow and you're not good, good. best best of luck to you. So the Bengals might be able to score anyway. Which gets me to where I think ultimately the in- most interesting part of this game is. I don't think Josh Allen's completely healthy. The UCL, the elbow, I don't think he's completely healthy. His ball protection has gotten shaky <laughs> in recent weeks. <laughs> That's an understatement of the world. They're not the greatest front either. Um, they don't run the ball as effectively as maybe they probably wish they, they do. They're very dependent on the big play, and and they've got guys who can make big plays. Yeah, I mean Knox and and Diggs, and they're they're really good. But there's a part of me that wonders if Cincinnati can't slow them down and make this thing a fourth quarter game. And if it's a fourth quarter game, and, I, and this is not bias, this is just me. If you let me have Joe Burrow in the fourth quarter, I'm gonna take my chances. Over under forty eight and a half. And the Bengals' money line is plus 196. Okay. Just keep that in mind. Um, I, 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 think, I think in the end, <clears throat> Buffalo wins the game. I think Cincinnati covers. I think it's close. It's a field goal game. It feels like a field goal game. It feels like a 24 to 23, 24 to 21, 27 to 24 kind of game. Now, if, 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 if Cincinnati's left side can hold up. The, the, or the right side. If the offensive line can, if the offensive line can be adequate, the Bengals are going to win the game. Yeah, you know the kid from Clemson it escapes my mind. Who they bring in the sec? They spent the high draft pick on the kid from Clemson that they moved to left tackle. Oh, uh, I can't think of his name right now. I know you can't bend. Yeah, he can't play left tackle in the league. I'm having this is the most difficult game I'm having. It's such a difficult time on. If we didn't have if. Cincinnati doesn't have any of the – I almost said we. You like that? Cincinnati doesn't have any of these injuries up front. I think Cincinnati, like, kicks their ass. I do, too. I All do, right. too. Jeffrey was on the Oxford Exxon podcast today, and he said something that I agree with. I do think that th- that um, Monday night game that got canceled because of Hamlin's situation, I do think that was on its way to being a blowout. Yeah, because Buffalo – here's where I'm having a tough time. When – Cincinnati got in the injury situation in the second half the other day. They couldn't move the football because they couldn't they, – what they had to do to move the football is all quick game, right? There's a reason quick game doesn't work anymore. All right? Well, another thing happened. Once the play happened, the, the long return, yes, and they got the lead, they did what you can't really do in the NFL, but they said, we're going to do it tonight. Yeah. We don't think Baltimore can keep driving on us. We are not going to give this game yeah, not away. Make a mistake. We're 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 gonna we're gonna be we're gonna run clock. We're gonna be conservative. We're gonna punt. We're gonna play defense. We think it can work, and it did. Yeah. So 
everybody's going, well, they couldn't move it at all. They couldn't, but they weren't. Ex- it, it wasn't like, hey. They were trying not to get behind the change to lose field position. Well, and also they were, hey, we're not going to make a mistake here. Yeah. We're not going to do something stupid here. We're not going to, we're not going to drop Burrow back seven yards and let, it, let him get hit and the ball come out and give up a free score. We're going to make them earn it because we don't think they can. And it turned out to be a good gamble. So what you don't know is seven days later, you've had time. Hey, we're not going to have Williams. Uh, we're not going to have Kappa, whatever. We're not going to have, we're not going to have, we're going to have this makeshift offensive line. Now we have some time to plan for it. Yeah. So these are smart people. They'll have a better plan for the first half of Buffalo than they had for the second half against Baltimore. And then further, let's not compare the two defenses because Baltimore's defense is head and shoulders. Yes, above I agree Buffalo's. with that. I agree with that. And what I just can't get out of my, cause I went back and watched it since we had the show on Monday. Cause I knew we'd talk about it every single time he, he went back to pass every fucking time he got hit. He either got hit. This is after the injuries. Okay. Yeah. He got hit hurried. Okay. He got hit or hurry or sacked. Yeah. Every time. Yep. Not just once or twice. Nope. Every single time. So, and I'm with you, they'll have a plan for, but like, there's going to come a point. Here's where you get worried. But now Baltimore's a lot better on the back end too. And so Baltimore can bring pressure and trust their back end. And then here's the other thing with Baltimore. Again, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That's why I'm Baltimore plays Cincinnati twice a year. That coordinator's gone against Burrow. Yep. Had just gone against him a week before. They had a really good, nuanced plan. And there's Roquan Smith, and there's Patrick right, Queen, right, right. and you've got all these guys. It's just a different deal. If you're, if you're, if you're Buffalo, I don't know how much of that plan you can look at and go, okay, there's our plan, right? Because it's personnel. Because if you if you go after Burrow with Buffalo's back end as bad as it is, as depleted as it is, as it is, you do that, and you don't get to him, you're giving up points. Yeah. And that's the other thing. It's like you get confused. Like normally you'd be, oh, they're in trouble. But then you watch New England, who's totally inept on offense. And they're running through. And and Miami, who's been totally inept without Tua on offense. And they're running through them like shit through a tin horn, man. I mean, Buffalo's defense. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm going to take, I won't take the money line here. And I was like, Skyler Thompson making plays. Yeah. I'm not taking the money line here, but I am going to take um, Cincinnati plus five and a half in this game. Yeah, it's a lot of points. All right, last game. We'll also be tuned in. No, locked in. This is fascinating. The Cowboys at the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Minus four. 49ers minus four. Where you at? Am I crazy to think that Dallas's defense, as active as it is up front, is going to give Purdy problems and that this thing's going to be a really close game? No, you're not crazy. There's something, and look, it's recency bias is probably factoring in. I need to, I need to check myself and go, Neil. Tampa sucks. <laughs> the Niners don't suck. No, they do not. Um, but boy, Dak looked really good on Monday night. He looked really good on Monday night. He looked confident. He looked dialed in. He looked uh, precise. He looked poised. They got weapons. They can run the football. They've got guys who can pass it. They use their tight ends really well. I just think this is going to be one hell of a football game. So from a betting standpoint, I, I'd, I'd go ahead and take my points. I wouldn't feel great about this game because it could swing either way. But I think this is going to be one hell of a football game. 
I think Dallas is going to play well. All right, so you got the over-unders at 46. The money line for the, the Cowboys is 165, plus 165. Okay. Not a terrible not a terrible bargain buy. I am going to look you in the eye, Neil. Okay. And I'm going to tell you that the Dallas Cowboys are going into Santa Clara and kicking that ass. Oh, so you agree with me. I think they get after him. Oh, so you like Dallas big? Uh, enough. Okay. Um, I think this is an easy cover. Here's the deal. Brock Purdy hasn't faced what he's about to face coming off the edge. Agreed. The thing about – Well, Parsons is just – Well, here's the thing. Oof. Here's what makes Parsons, and I, and I want the fans to understand this too. This isn't about Parsons just being a great defensive end. Mm-mm. Okay, this guy, the, what makes him so effective – is he can literally line up anywhere and be effective in one-on-one situations versus a center or guard because he'll line up at linebacker and, and they'll bring him in. I was going to say, he can, he can play middle linebacker. Simulated pressure. No, no he's, he's a great player. So for the people who don't know, which is probably most of you, when you – there's y'all probably heard of the term zone blitz before. You probably heard, obviously blitz, but there's the, the – most teams now are running what they call simulated pressures where they're still bringing four – all right, but they're you know showing three down, but they're bringing a linebacker in where it, you don't have to teach new things, okay? And you can bring the linebacker, and they're bringing Parsons. They're lining him up at linebacker. He's going one-on-one with guards. They're getting him in one-on-one situations. And as a football guy, I love watching Dallas on defense. I think Quinn is one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. And he does such a great job game planning, getting Parsons matched up on the worst offensive lineman in pass protection. And if you're in third and long, because – you. Trent Williams can't do anything because he's got to play left tackle. Right. Don't he, Parsons won't be over there very much unless he's dropping. Right. You know, he probably won't be lined up over here very often. And they may just say try to break their will, which is a mental thing you'll do, is if you get a lead, you'll see if he can beat him one time to kind of break their will because they say, hey, man, Trent can't block him. Nobody can. Right. Um, but he's a freak, man. He's kind of like watching Perkins from LSU, man. He, he's very similar type player. Mm-hmm. You can line up and do some things with him. They just can't block him. And – when he causes that disruption, they haven't seen that yet. And, it, and it's not just him now. They have a defense full of guys that are really good players. It's not like he's not a one-man show. Oh, no, no. They've, I mean, they're, they're loaded. They're, it, they're, they're a very complete team. Listen, here's, what, here's the deal with them. I hate to do this to Dak because it's, it's not fair, but it is what it is. Yeah. When Dak plays like he did on Monday night. You're in trouble. And he's elite. They're an elite team. Correct. When Dak plays average football. They're just a really good team. I mean, to give you a second hot take, they need to put Ezekiel Elliott on the bench. Pollard, Pollard's better back. When Pollard, watch mm-hmm. what happens to their offense when Pollard goes in the game. Yeah, yeah. And they, I get what they're doing. It's the start of the game. We're going to put Ezekiel out there. What happened the first two drives of the night? Do you know what happened? Well, they, they were three and out on the first one. What happened on the third drive? Who was that running back? Uh, Pollard. And what happened? They scored. And they left him in the game. Yeah. Now, they put Zeke in on, like, short yardage and things like that. Yeah. Zeke, Zeke is not what Zeke – I think he's he's reaching – Well, I mean, look, he's a running back in the NFL. He's got a lot of – he's in his 30s, right? Uh, no, his – Is he late 20s, 30-ish? Yeah, he's got a – I don't know. Somebody probably look it up. You get a lot of miles. I know he played – we played against him in the, what, 2015 uh, sure playoff. Will. Okay. You get a lot of, a lot of mileage on your tires in that league. Yeah, he's, he's – and he's effective in short yards and things like that, but – to me, that's what Pollard's makes, a dude now. To me, that's what makes Saquon a unicorn, man. His ability to make plays in the passing game. He's fresh. He has he's had some time off. He's fresh. He looked boy, he looked good. 
Yeah. Mm. But, like, that's what Zeke used to look like, right? And and now he's kind of – Yeah, sure, you lose a step. But when Pollard, he does – he can – Pollard has shown the ability to be able to play – you know, he was a third-down guy, right? And now he's shown the ability to play first and second down, and that's cutting into, into um, Zeke's reps, man. I, I can think you imagine the TV ratings on an NFC championship game, New York Giants at Dallas Cowboys? It may happen. I mean, the people – is it Fox would have that game? Yeah. They're like just – Please. Oh. Please. Free please. Sure. I mean, on the, top. The party that they would, oh, my God. Well, The TV ratings. You're going to get giant ratings on that game no matter what. Or if it's Eagles-Cowboys, you'll get the same thing. Well, well no, you well, won't. No, because you get market. New York. Yeah, you're right. New York market. You, if you could get Giants-Cowboys, holy shit. Yeah. Let me just be, go ahead and tell you, that's going to be the late that will be, yes, that'll the be the problem, In case you're all curious. <laughs> <laughs> the AFC game will be the early yeah. game. Roger Goodell's yeah. going, hey, no, so, hey, sorry, CBS. They're getting the late game. If you're the NFL I'm not saying they would fix a game because they won't. <laughs> but if you're the NFL, you desperately want to avoid that neutral site game, don't you? You don't want the neutral site game. So that would have to be the Kansas City and Buffalo? Yep, that's the only way. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you want to avoid it at all costs. Um, we were talking about this. <laughs> how do you? How would you feel like if you're the – your Mercedes, whoever's in charge of running Mercedes-Benz Stadium, whoever mm-hmm. owns it, I don't know if it's a city or the owner, whoever, right? Yep. Dude, they can't, like, just wait and see what happens this weekend before they start ordering merch and ordering beer. And they got to probably – they're probably in for some money regardless if it's there or not. They, they have – I wonder how much money – I bet the NFL is probably going to take care of them. Yeah, my guess is the NFL's already told them, do what you got to do, and in the event that we don't do it, we'll, we'll make it work. Yeah, because, I mean, that's – that's big money that you have. To, you can't just say, "Oh, we got a game this weekend. Let's go buy eighty thousand beers this week." Right. You have to already have purchased them, and you can't. Something have, tells me that they they've got some. They have to have. A they plan. have some contingencies in place for what what they'll do if. Yeah, I bet the NFL will take care of them because that's that's not something you can throw together last second. Probably the people that in Atlanta who don't want that game are cheering so hard for Jacksonville on Saturday. Yeah. Just make it end. Yeah. <laughs> Roger Goodell's going, come on, Trevor. I'll take you to Waffle House. I mean, I, my guess is that the game that the that the NFL wants is, well, they want the Bills because the Bills have become America's team. The game that they probably want from a TV, not TV, but from a competitive standpoint, is they probably want Cincinnati back at Kansas City in a championship game. Yeah, I think they're going to win either way with Cincinnati. Well, no, they won't win with Cincinnati or well, with Kansas City and Buffalo because they'll be in Atlanta. They'll be in Atlanta. It's, it's a weird look. I think the only way they'll do it, they can, you're right, Cincinnati and Kansas City is what they probably want. Yeah, get a rematch of a playoff game I from think, last year. Yeah, I think that's 100% what they want. All right, before we get out here, you got any comments on the portal? On the, said we, oh. we may talk about it. <sighs> no. I mean, how's your spring going to be, Neil? I mean, it's just it's going to be Groundhog Day. It it's baffling. It's not baffling. It's it's actually going to be more Groundhog Day than it was a year ago. Yeah, it's 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 not even frustrating. It's just I get, I understand where fans are frustrated at us for the opinions that we have. It's just. I know more than I can say, and I understand why that's frustrating to people too. I get it. One one million percent. Yeah. One million percent. 
I totally understand it. When they say, I said this this morning, so I'll be quick. When they say, well, if you know something and you can't say it, just don't. I, I get that. The problem is that stuff. It bleeds into your thought process. Well, it, of course. I mean, like, I could show you text on my phone from people. <laughs> Allegedly. That if I showed it to you, you'd be, oh, so that's why you kind of think that. Yeah. And then I've, I've talked to enough people covering the Walker Howard decision right? to know what his visit entailed here. Right. To know what conversations occurred here. Right. And it's like I was telling you. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I use, I use the analogy with you. I watch a lot of Food Network stuff. <laughs> okay. I, I love, like I'll sit in here, no joke. It's like comforting for me. Um, I'll watch Iron Chef America reruns. Okay, you ever watch Iron Chef America? Oh, but I'm already laughing because of what you said earlier. I think I'm gonna laugh again. Are you yeah. gonna go the same one you told me earlier? Yeah. All right, I about puked last time. Let's see if I can hold my puke in. So, <laughs> on Chopped, no, Beat Bobby Flay is another one I really like. Okay, so they bring in two people. They bring in two people, and they're both there to com They, they want to beat Bobby Flay. And Bobby Flay gubs up to him at the beginning. He goes, hey, Tyler. Hey, Jimmy. Welcome. Good to have you here. Um, one of you is going to get a chance at me. But first, you've got to go through each other. And to do it, you've got to use today's <laughs> secret ingredient. And the secret ingredient is broccoli. <laughs> okay, so at that point, you got 20 minutes. You can go prepare whatever dish you want to prepare, but broccoli's got to be the star of the show. And so you can go, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go make steak and potato, and I am going to go make lasagna. That's fine, but you got to use broccoli. <laughs> broccoli's part of this. And so what's happened with me is <coughs> the part of the equation that, everyone keeps trying to change is okay well you'll have jackson dart and you'll have um, um spencer sanders and one's gonna be the starter and one's gonna be the backup no 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 nope nope walker howard's broccoli he's he's going to get the number two snaps that's why he came he came with the promise that he'd be able to compete for the job and that at worst he's number two getting Meaningful backup reps to be the quarterback of the future. Not to go run scout team as the third team. And I've heard people go, well, then what we'll do is, see, we'll get somebody else to go run the scout team, and he'll get the third reps. No, no. no, no, Broccoli. No, 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 no. Broccoli. Broccoli. He's number two. He's number two. He's getting the backup reps. He, he wasn't unhappy at LSU. <laughs> he came to get the backup reps. At worst, that was the deal. Now, is it conceivable that everybody lied to him? I mean, it, it is, but is it likely? No. So you're going to have this spring battle, and the winner is number one, and the loser is number three. Because number two is the broccoli. He's, he's right there. And that's the part, and I get why fans are like, but you don't know that. I'm like, okay. But I do. 
But you know what? Broccoli. No, but I, but I, I is in the. It's difficult. Look, look. You you can't you can't bring a high profile, and this is now the high. Everybody keeps talking about Spencer Sanders. He has one year. Walker Howard has four years of eligibility. He was a former five star recruit. He's heavily recruited. Everybody wanted him. He could have picked up the phone and gone to forty places. He came to your place with kind of a specific agreement. And if you screw him right off the gate, good luck in the portal down the road. And you and and, and hear me out. Oh, this I- is where I'm trying to be logical with people, right? So you have the coach who just today, his Labrador retriever tweeted, oh, did he? A picture of of Lane with the. Uh, t- the the tiger, kind of the Tiger King thing. Lane oh, is the gotcha. Portal King, right? Gotcha. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna guess that that wasn't actually Juice Kiffin. It was probably a person that did the tweet. I wonder if it's Paul can. Probably not. I'm gonna guess not. So, I mean, I've seen him. He's a beautiful dog, but I'm I'm gonna guess that he can't tweet. Okay. okay? So somebody did that. So in other words, and I'm not saying that to be sarcastic. I'm saying that to, Kiffin is making a lot of hay in the Portal. The Portal's yeah. a big part of his program. Yeah. So far, if this is two years running, that the portal is a really big part of his program. He's not doing anything to steer away from the portal king thing. Okay. Screwing Walker Howard by blatantly lying to him would be a really good way to go from portal king to I'm having a hard time getting anyone out of the portal because no one believes any, believes us. Yes. So I'm going to gamble logically that what they told Walker Howard will come to fruition. Yeah, let, that, That's where I'm getting at. I can tell you the one person that's not getting screwed in this whole deal is going to be Walker Howard. That's that's my guess. He's the one person. That's, that's where I'm going. That I can guarantee you is not going to get screwed. Today's ingredient is broccoli. You can go make what you want, but broccoli's part of the dish because he is your future. Because he's the guy, and because also we, you you won, we being Lane won this recruiting battle over. TCU and Auburn and Florida. And if you let it extend at all, it's going to be against a lot more. It was going to be a lot of people. Right. Because he's the real deal. Yeah, he's 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 legit. And he's 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 people people respect his father. He didn't leave LSU on bad terms. He likes Brian Kelly. He didn't leave on bad terms. Right. This is not one that you want to screw up. He he will not be getting screwed. So the odds of him. Next year being the third-team quarterback, and for the record, in, once you get to the season, there are no third-team reps. Zero. You can do it in the spring. You can run three guys, four guys, and let a bunch of guys get reps. You do it for the reps. spring and then maybe the first two weeks of fall camp. Tops. Tops. And then the third rep. Kincaid Dent wasn't getting reps right. in practice. I mean, he might have gotten a rep here and a rep there, but he wasn't getting reps. Well, he's not bad either, by the way. Right, but you understand my point. Yeah. Because once you get to the season, your starter gets what seventy to eighty percent of the reps. Um, the backups. It's get usually some, sixty forty. Yeah, the, the backups getting some reps. The third team guys getting a rep here and a rep there, but he's not prepped for the game. Yeah, and so they're not going to do that. They're just not because that would be stupid. It would be for Lane. It would be suicide from a portal standpoint because it would get used against you every time down the road if you hypothetically. Brought Walker Howard in on the promise of, hey, you're going to get second-team reps. We're going to get you ready. You're going to learn this system like the back of your hand, and you're our quarterback in 24. You're the guy. And then you end up throwing him out on the scout team. You don't think that would get used against you in recruiting, do you? In the portal? Oh, my God. It would be like, hey, uh, 
Yeah, I know Ole Miss is recruiting you. To, go, go read about Walker Howard. Yeah, for Here, me. And here's the material. <clears throat> and, and here's just, what people are. That's why it's not going to happen like that. And I know people are giving this kid, oh, he's going to be the backup or whatever. Dude, Walker Howard? You know what the difference between Walker Howard and Jackson Dart is? I mean. A year. I mean, look, Howard. You, did, you went and got Jackson the, Dart, and now you saw how he progressed. Like Of the, three, of the three, Howard probably has the, 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 the biggest upside, ceiling. Right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is like there's no – there's no slam dunk. This kid's just going to be the two either. No. Because he is. Well, they promised him two. You could see the. They promised him two things. This is per multiple people. Okay. <clears throat> you have an opportunity to compete for the job. And at worst, you're going to get the two reps. Yeah. And we're going to get you ready. We're going to aggressively get you ready to play. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's a dude now. He left LSU because LSU was, was going to return Jaden Daniels. They were returning Garrett Nussmeyer. And he wasn't going to get reps. And you and he was going to probably, in his his opinion, his fear was he was going to get relegated to running the scout team again. And when you run scout team, you don't develop within the offense. Because you're not even running. You're looking at a car. It's like playing Madden. You're not yeah. running anything. To and that's anything. not how you get better. They tell you where to throw the football. Yeah, and, and he wasn't bitter about it. He, he knew, hey, Jaden Daniels came in. I mean, he was on the sideline. He saw what Jaden Daniels did for LSU. He's at practice every day. He saw Garrett Nussmeyer. He, he knew the score, but he wasn't. That's the part that people – most people are cool. It's, it's a handful of people that, like, fight you on it to the point that they get vocal about it. He wasn't unhappy there. Yeah. He grew up an LSU fan. His dad played at LSU. Threw four picks at Auburn, by the way. I remember that back in 1994. Yeah, yeah he was – Five, I heard, him, I heard him joke about that the other day on an interview. Um, but his dad played at LSU. He grew up in Louisiana. It was his dream to play at LSU. His girlfriend's at LSU. She's staying there. He has great friends there on the team, on campus. He was happy at LSU. Came for one reason. Doesn't mean that he won't fall in love with Oxford and Ole Miss and all of that stuff, but the point is, is that he grew up an LSU person. He was very happy there. So he came for one reason. They're not going to pull that – rug from out from under his feet when he shows up just not gonna happen you know what i you know what my real opinion on this whole deal is hmm. i'm here for it. i'm gonna get my chair what's that 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 uh gift where you throw out the chair i'm gonna sit in my chair with oh, my yeah. popcorn and go i will be entertained to see what happens well i mean it certainly will make the spring interesting i mean it's gonna be entertaining if there's nothing else i'll say this then we'll stop the most interesting part of this will be if Lane does what 99% of coaches do in spring football, which is, oh, no, it's just really close. <laughs> no, that's You know um, that's coming. Oh, I do. You know it's coming. It's really close. You're not going to get any indication. Um, You know, we really probably won't know until sometime at all. Hell, it might go into September. I, I don't know. I mean, all five of them look great. <laughs> and at that point. People have decisions to make. People have to decide, do I do I gamble here or what do I do? Well, the kids will know. Yeah, the kids typically know. The kids will know. But I bet the, I bet the media availability is going to be really slim in the in the spring. <laughs> yeah. Those public scrimmages? Yeah. Nah, nah. Not yeah. so public. Yeah. Probably won't have any public scrimmages this year. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess not. The Grove Bowl is going to be closed. <laughs> Grove Bowl is going to be the Waterman kid against uh, the, the the other one. Um, 
What's his name? I can't. Uh, De- Devin Widner. Yeah, I don't know those kids. Those, those guys. Hey, I'm here. I'm here for it. Yeah. It's gonna be entertaining. <laughs> I, I just, uh, yeah, man. It just it blows. <laughs> you know, things don't make any sense, man. I'll, <laughs> I'll say it like I said it again. If it walks like a duck, yeah, it quacks like a duck. It's probably a duck. It's probably a duck. And if it's a duck, then I think I know where this thing's going. Yeah, I mean, you really only have to have. I mean, dude, I've done this for. Like I told somebody earlier, I said I've done this for a minute. Yeah. Know where this is going. I know where I'd bet. We know where this is going. I mean, I'd let's just be honest. Oh, I, I mean, I'd bet good money on where it's going. What is, what's the word that uh, Chase uses? Poly something. Pollyanna. What the hell does that mean? Pollyanna means if if I have a Pollyanna view. So like, here's a Pollyanna view. Okay. I've I will, I heard him say that the other day. My my I'm a Cubs fan, so Pollyanna is. Oh yeah, are you kidding? Swanson's gonna hit 30 home runs. Cody Bellinger. It was just a shoulder thing. It was his it little shoulder thing. They fixed it. He's, he's going to play like an MVP again. Suzuki's going to make this giant jump. Oh, yeah. Ian Happ, gold glove. This year he's going to be an MVP. Nico Horner? Oh, he's a Hall of Famer. And Kyle Hendricks is coming back. He's going to be great. Jamison Talon and the co. Oh, man, we're going to win the whole thing. Just, hey, Cardinals, you know, Arenado's getting a little older. Everything's good. Everything's good. Okay. Everything's good. There's never any. If you want to be that guy where everything is good, you can. You're more than. I mean, please. That actually means you're happy. Good. I was for going you. to say. Actually, sometimes I, it's, I, it, it's needed. Sometimes it is. There's the, sometimes it's used as a defense mechanism. Yeah, it, but it's needed. Be happy. All for you. Sure. But go for with it. With all that being said, I don't see this. We all know where this is going. But I'll say this: the same thing I said today. I don't. Lane's not a dumbass. No, of course not. He's not a dumbass. He knows what he's doing. I don't know why he's doing what he's doing. There's probably people that work in the building that don't know why he's doing what he's doing. I but feel, he's getting feel, paid $9 feel, million dollars to make this decision. I feel very confident that the uh, building is not 100%. Okay. Well, I would say he knows, he knows he's getting paid $9 million to make the decision. I will give Lane credit for this. Do it. I will give Lane he's credit the for right this. To do it. He knows he's the boss, and he makes boss calls. Yeah. And not everybody – this is 100% certain. Not everybody in that building agrees with it. Okay. But he does. And that's at the all that matters. And, and at the end of the day. That's the only thing that matters. At the end of the day, nobody, when he, if, he, if he loses a game, like when they lost to Arkansas, nobody goes, oh, you know what? I don't know that the training staff had the team ready to go. No. Hey, Lane, your, your team, did you feel like your team was ready to go? That too answers the questions. Hey, so Mitchell hey. brings up a point that I, I, somebody brought something up to this the other day, and I forgot to say it. Mitchell says nobody ever gets up in arms about competition in other positions. Well, let me tell you why they don't. Because at this position, it's the only guy that plays. Offensive line, there's five dudes that play. Well, and this year, hey, this year on that team, some offensive line decisions did leave did lead to some chemistry issues. Yeah, inside that locker room. But one guy plays, right? Yeah. There's one ball. One guy plays. At running back, you rotate. I mean, you can keep people happy. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I coached the the second most, but the biggest prima donna group ever. Wide receivers. Wide receivers. That all they want to do is the ball. They want all the ball all the time. And so you have to teach them how to be unselfish. I would play nine or ten guys, and they're still bitching about playing, right? Right. And a quarterback, one guy. Yeah. One guy that plays meaningful snaps for your team. One guy. Yeah. And it gets – it's a very – unless you've been in the room, like at safety, hell, they're going to rotate 
or it should be rotating. I know they don't play many guys, but you're rotating. You got five spots. You're rot- eight, rotating eight or nine guys. Linebacker rotating four or five guys. Defense line eight or nine guys. Sure, it's just different. It's different. Quarterback one guy. And quarterbacks are the face of a team. And you're the face of the franchise. The whole deal. Yep. And and that's why the portal. The, these guys are I mean, leaving because they want to be that guy. Look at the NFL. Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers' relationship with the Green Bay Packers deteriorated the day that they took uh, Jordan Love. Say that one more time. Aaron Rodgers' relationship with the Packers deteriorated the day that they drafted Jordan Love. Right. It's just a different position, man. It's not defensive tackle. Yeah, it's not the same. That's the one position it is. And Mitchell, I see, I, I get you, but like that's the one thing that it is different about that position. He said so. Coaches aren't supposed to upgrade the position as no. possible. Yeah, you're supposed to upgrade it, but it's not like the guy sucked, right? There's there's Listen, more to it I'm with not, leadership. I'm not criticizing yeah. Lane Kiffin for bringing in Spencer Sanders. Right. Man. I'm simply saying that come August, I don't think there's a chance in hell that all three of those people are in that building. That's it. That's yeah. all I'm saying. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I but I don't think so. Yeah. No, man. I don't I don't think that's going to happen like that. And I'll and I'll go one further. I don't think that's the plan. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay. I won't be the first it won't be the first time I'm wrong. Won't it won't be, be the last time I'm wrong. I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. I'm not putting any real money on it. But people say, hey, tell me what you think. Well, tell me what you hear. Well, based on what I hear and what I think and my ability to think logically, and I've covered this for a long time, I think I know what's coming. And just to be clear for everybody listening, this is your opinion. Yeah. This is not fact. No. This it's, is opinion. I mean, it's, it's, an informed, <laughs> it's, a, it's an informed opinion. But, right. I, I, hey, I'll be, I'll be honest. It's an opinion. I'll, I'll be also, too. At the end of the day, the guy who's going to make the call is yeah. Lane Kiffin, and I haven't talked to Lane Kiffin about it. You probably won't. And, and, and doubt if I ever do. <laughs> but – that's the, that's the thing but, is like but that's I, why but, he gets paid to make decisions like but this. But I'm familiar with conversations that have happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it'll be fun and interesting though. So. Yep. All right. That's all I got, boss. Me too. All right. We'll be back on uh, Monday. We'll recap NFL divisional weekend. The portal by that point will be just about done. Uh, Ole Miss starts classes on Monday. Most schools have started already. Yeah, if they're not in there by Monday. Yeah, if you're not in by at Monday. Out of school. Yeah, you're, and, and there'll be some guys that will straggle in because they the drop ad dates and stuff. Right. You, you can go till the end of January, but mo- most guys won't. Most most of these decisions are going to be done by this weekend. Uh, so we'll have a we'll recap the portal. We'll talk about maybe some winners and losers in the portal and that kind of thing. And we'll talk about the NFL. We'll have to be down to the NFL Final Four. We'll talk about that and more. We've been brought to you by our friends at Rain. Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push your limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. For Tyler, I'm Neil. Until next time, take care. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.